Bueno, Yere. ¿Quién es? Es GP2DA. ¡Ah, Yippie! <risa> ¡Carlos! Hello, Un momentito. ¡Carlos! ¡Carlos! ¡Te hablan! Okay. <risa> yeah. hey, hey, what up, what up? What's cracking? J2 the pencil! Dude, is that? Uh, what's cracking with you? Excellent. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is GPA. Welcome to the ALR GPA podcast. Tonight, my co-host ALR is taking the night off, so I'm solo bolo. Today, we got a very special guest, a personal friend of mine, legend in the San Diego music scene, and somebody that has a hell of a sense of humor, a hell of a story, and bottom line, a real cat. DJ motherfucking see me rock. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Fight down, fight down, everybody. What's up, brother? Hey, what's what up, Claire? You be through the easy. How's it going, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good, you know? Navigating through all the drama. You know what I'm saying? Getting your, getting your, getting your Corona 19 on? My Corona, my, it's trying to stay away from that vid 19. You know what I'm saying? I stay, I keep, I keep a Corona 619. You know what I'm talking about? Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so how you doing today, man? Oh, bro, I'm chilling, man. Just took a little bit of hint to the neck because I knew you were in the call. So, the chest is feeling a little warm. I'm surprised, you're not, that, I'm I'm surprised you're not talking like this right now. <laughs> that, that's the that's funny shit right there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. Sometimes, man, I know, sometimes. I, you know, I know, you don't do, I know this is kind of an exclusive, man, because I don't, I don't think I've ever heard you on, a, on an interview or a podcast before. Uh, yeah, podcasts are after my time, and, and the last time me and the, the homie uh, did an interview for our little rap group back in the day, we were at fucking, uh, where were UCSD, uh, College Radio, so that's, we're talking like 25 plus years, bro, easy. Yeah, really? Like that, huh? Yeah. Okay, so, so I got- the cobweb, so I got the cobweb for you. I got an exclusive then, is what you're saying. Yeah, one and only, G. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so let's let's just jump right into it, Doc. Um, won't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, where you grew up, and we'll start the with whole, that. The whole ball, yeah. Let's the whole ball of wax. Yeah, let's just start. Where, where, where'd you grow up at, man? Shit. Well, I came out the womb, homie, in a Grossmont Hospital. Oof. Back in seventy. Back in seventy one. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? And, uh, shit, they brought me back home. We was living out there in Shelltown right off of Birch for a minute. Those were my little first little years of, of life. And, uh, stood there till about 12, 13, kind of sheltered. You know, had some, had some homies on the block, but like close, real good friends. I'm still friends with today, but didn't really venture out. You know what I'm saying? They, they kept me sheltered, went to National City School and shit like that. So I got, I got... Right there, bro. I'm already split. I got homies from here, homies from there. I got homies everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And uh, and did all, almost all my education in uh in National City till I start fucking up, and then uh start going to Chula Vista, like uh, Chula Vista High, Palomar. Uh, and around that time is when uh my little musical aspirations started popping off. So school wasn't really for me, bro. I was, I was a straight A student, but that would that wasn't pain and it wasn't fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that don't mean that don't mean school ain't good. You know what I'm saying? School is is the shit if you uh, if you apply it. I'm talking about these youngsters listening. 
Mm-hmm. Stay in school or, or stay on your grind or stay in, stay in both, you know? For sure. For sure. But yeah, man. So so graduated, you know what I'm saying? Uh, home studies through uh, June Hall. Uh, not that I went to the hall, but I had a plug through the hall. So I got my, my little high school diploma through there and shit. And, um, and then, bam, homie, it was all rap music from there. Just... You know, so what? When, what uh, how old were you when you got your diploma? Because it sounds like you got it a little early, huh? I got a little late. <laughs> I was supposed oh, to okay. graduate '89. I, I got it in '90. Okay. Fucked up. Fucked up story about that is uh, my mom's. You know, love her to death, bro. Shout out to mom's. Um, she had planned like a whole little uh, graduation party at the at the pad, and mom does it big, bro. I'm talking about streamers, balloons, you know, food and all that old good shit, bro. And um. Your boy was out there on one. <laughs> Came home the next day, crudo, looking for a bowl of menudo and shit. And uh, she's like, where you been? Missed my graduation party, bro. Are you just, okay, that's what I was just going to ask. Dog. You missed your graduation party? Yeah, man. I was out so, there black. Man, I used, I used to drink tight blackout, bro. So, so I, I don't let, remember let's that go, night. Let's go I got to dig in this story, doc. Sorry, I got to dig in this story. So let's go back. You said you, grad, you were supposed to graduate in 89. But you I graduated, graduated in 90. 90. So yep. your mom was throwing you a graduation party. Was that in 89 or was that in 90? Oh, no, that's hella, hella in 90. Oh, okay. Because yeah, okay. I, 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 I thought you like, I, I thought I was getting the feeling like you didn't tell her you're not graduating on time. And she threw this party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. She knew, she knew it was cracking. Uh, she was so proud, though, that, that I had finally, you know what I'm saying, graduated. Yeah. It wasn't that long yeah. after. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, dude, I kind of, kind of, I kind of let her down. So sorry, mom. And um, so mad. let's let's go she back. Was, so, so let's go, let's go, uh, let's let's start there. So you're struggling in school, not necessarily struggling in school. You're just making bad choices, and it made you take the long route, right? Um, what uh, was your music? Growing, what kind of music did you listen to when you grew up? That's a, that's a rough question, bro. I listen to everything. But to but to uh, help you out with uh, the last statement as far as school, I uh, I love school, bro. It's like when, once I was in it, I was in it to win it. But this music shit, bro, was calling my name. Me, me and the homies were doing our little four track thing back then, so mm-hmm. my focus was on music. But music, what I mean, education was 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 easy. It's just that I was failing at it because my my energy was going elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But bro, it all started to. Uh, take real form when I got kicked out of Chula Vista High and they, they told me this is my last shot at school school and they sent me to Palomar mm. and that's where I met a that's where I met a, a couple of people but one dude in particular the homeboy Cat uh, aka that's uh, Cat's for knowledgeable and talented okay and uh, he's out there he's out there in South San Diego on Airy Street that was his click Airy Street Posse whatever he's, okay. and you know he's hella, hella cool bro he, he like we had mutual likes and shit in music. We listened to the same type people. So next thing you know, he's offering me to go to his studio. I'm like, man, we could do some shit. I snatched up Little Bull. That boy must have been in elementary, bro, on, on some real shit. Not, no, no, I'm sorry. He was in junior high, but like seventh or eighth grade type shit. Okay. And uh, I, think I, push, I think I was pushing a Yugo at the time. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. For those who yeah, don't know. Bro, for those that, the homies those that like, because I think I think some of these people are gonna be too young to know what that is. Let them know what a Yugo is, bro. Google what a Yugo is. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's, a it's the it's the mother load of buckets. Right. Hey, but that was my shit, bro. And I, I got my first piece of tail in there. You name it, bro. You go. <laughs> 
the, the, homies, the homies were like, why don't you go and get another bucket? And I was like, fuck, this is my shit. So I'm describing it. That. I, gotta, I gotta describe it, dude, because... I kept, I kept the clean, though. You know from what when I mean? I re, from, from when I remember, you go look like a fucking egg. Yeah, with a hatchback. With a hatchback. It was a little-ass car that looked like an egg with a hatchback that was made in, right, Yugoslavia? Yes. It was some kind of like, yeah, yeah. that's what it, that's what it was named after. It was an, uh, uh, no offense, Doc, because you had wheels. <laughs> probably didn't have wheels at that time. I didn't have wheels at that time, I know for sure. But it was a fucking ugly car. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that, she, didn't, she didn't think it was ugly. No, I, you know what I'm saying? What? Most most dope, what? bro. You know what I'm saying? I was slapping I was snap I was slapping teenage love with a four pack of Bartle and James on Ab getting some, some ass in that thing, you know what I mean? Like, don't don't hurt me again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, fool. So But yeah, so 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 me and the homie uh little boo and shit, we 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 called him K I D at the time, K A Y E Y E D Double E. And uh we had the, our little thing, San Diego Posse, right? And I was like, yo, bro, I bumped into this cat. He got like a little sample drum machine, microphone. Cause me and Boo were working with a tape deck and a, and a turntable. And and then we 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 bumped that to a cassette and then record on a dusty ass cassette uh, recorder. Mm-hmm. So let's so go we back get over little, there. Let's, let's go back a little bit. I I, I want to hear this story, but I gotta get I gotta get a little bit more deep in depth with you, right? Talk to me, man. When Talk did me. you start actually DJing? So were you already DJing then, or were you, or what? What year did you start actually fucking with the tables and 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 deciding like, you know what, I got some, I got some skills to do this music shit. I caught the bug in the seventh grade. Okay. I was at National City or National Junior High, is what they call it, and uh, it was nutrition break. Every every other nutrition break, they they have a DJ out there, and I'm out there in the parachute pants with the Pumas with no strings. You know what I'm saying, Wayne? But a buck ten, you know, wet with boots and shit, and uh, and I would mob out there, bro, run. I'd be racing people to get to the front. And anyways, uh, DJ Marcos was his name. He was like, uh, I, I was always on him, bro. Like, like, what's that? What's that? A little snotty nose kid and shit. And so he's like, help me, help me load my shit, dog. So I helped him out, and he's like, <laughs> he was a, he was a, he was a, a troll homie from from Old Town or something like that. And I remember we, cause we went to his pad and shit, and I helped him unload. And then when I helped him put the shit back together, he was like, go ahead, dog, give it a try, dog. And I was all, just simple, regular shit, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, you're pretty, you're pretty good, that's it, give it another try. And next thing you know, bro, I just kept on going at it. And I was like, man, I could do this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about, about just moving your hands the way you want to hear to move and shit. Yeah. So and anyways, that that wasn't the start of my DJ career, but that's when I caught the bug, bro. And, and ever since then, bro, uh, I found me some turntables and I was DJing at my brother's birthday party, DJing at Matthias' wedding, you know, backyard boogies, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And it all formulated to me and me and a homie starting a rap group. And I'm that kind of DJ. You know, I, I could rock at a, a house party or wedding easy off top, but where where I'm in my element, bro, is in the studio, you know, with a mixer and a turntable hooked up to another mixer to the fucking let's see, nowadays it's a it's a digital audio work session, but I'm that DJ, bro. I'm the studio DJ. Yeah. So, and I'm, and I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not gonna even try to put extras on the DJ because there's some DJs out there that are doing acrobatical shit. I I just hold my own. You know what I mean? I, I can do what I do. That's all. For sure. So, what well, around what time did you actually get your own equipment, or did you like go to some go back to Homeboy's Pad, or did you have a homie that equipment that you actually like woodshed, like you honed in your skills? Like, how did that happen? I say about about two years later, at the end of the ninth grade, we had we had moved to East National City because we were living. Um, 
shit at that time in national we were living on west third street but behind key so that's national city yeah when we moved out to uh to east national city by kind of like where skyline and national city almost touched mm-hmm. uh that's when uh that's when we moved that's when i went to granger and that's when i got the turntables bro some mm-hmm. corny ass te- technique straight arms uh okay. the homie ricky 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 camberos down the street had his little setup and i would always dj at his pad you know what i'm saying we throw house parties and shit but uh yeah i grabbed my own shit and it's been on ever since i can't really put a date and time for a gpa oh no no doubt i can't so i can't can't remember so when you first got that first set like did you like neglect all other responsibilities in life and just focus on on yes learning how to scratch bro okay stuck but i had the realistic mixer with the two vu meters woo, 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 moving mm-hmm. remember that 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 old realistic that radio, mixer shack. From radio shack that radio shack hey yeah. but came didn't it come yeah, in the bro. set too the radio shack uh catalog used to have a uh used to they used to have that in a set it used to come in a co- in a coffin case with two turntables and a, uh and a mixer. Uh, remember that yeah i nah, couldn't afford it nah, i never man. got it but that that's way after after sorry I, I don't even remember them but bro, I'm jumping away from 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 my from my uh, from my my um my humble beginnings with Cat, because um when I when I met a real dude that could really scratch on the fly and I have to do ten takes and shit like like super dope was when I met uh George uh, Estrada, aka GXD, out there in Del Sol, rest in peace. And I was just a sponge, bro. And he knew it. And I was, and I didn't, I didn't care if he knew it, because I told him, I go, bro, I'm, I'm soaking it up, bro, because he's, he was just wicked, bro. He, he, his, his chops were so, they sounded like he was stabbing your ass, bro. The way he was scratching, it was so sharp, bro. And uh, that's where I got a lot of my basic knowledge of, of cutting and scratching from that dude. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was just on a butt, a butt, a butt, some corny shit. And then that dude just and, opened uh, your eyes to a whole other life, huh? To the DJ part of the scratching, hell yeah, his yeah. his uh his, his mixing ethic, uh, it's you know his his ethics, bro, on mixing, bro, or bar none. At that time, bro, is like fucking around, you know, on some real shit, bro. I'm trying to blow him up. Rest in peace, he's gone now, but he was, bro, like like the best thing I could ever uh had bumped into at that time. I don't even want to compare him to to, to the producers and shit. One of a kind, bro. Just he just big time in big time influenced you like shit. That's that's where i want to get to yep yep and gxd stands for george extra dope so he lived up to his name and shit that's dope dude that's it god, god, that's it. god rest his soul you know what i mean and then that's before you met cat or is that after you met the cat after you met cat yeah i met i met george through kt so you know knowledgeable okay. and talented okay. knowledgeable and talented that's what he went by and shit okay yeah yeah i'm, I'm smiling right now that's just good memories bro so me and boo are out there in the yugo bro every day on them just boom pulling up doing a song leaving coming back boom doing another song so how did you and boo look up uh, little boo man um so he lived down the down the block uh right here near uh by the ralph's apartments in national city and shit and uh he's my brother he's my i got two little brothers man younger brothers so he was their homie and they'd be skating boo is dope bro you know all these all these dudes were dope i I was skating fuck with them dudes but i was you know it's trash these guys are doing saran wraps and you know full methods and all kind of wild shit launch pads and half pipes and shit anyway that's how i met him and shit but he was just a skater homie what up boo what up man whatever and then they went off skating and shit and uh bombing hills and shit and anyway uh i say about a year maybe two years later my homeboy uh elliot limbrick 
he was like, yo, because because I was already like sampling with a little piece of shit Casio sampler I came up on and playing melodies on a keyboard and shit. So he knew. So he was trying to link. He was trying to make up, make, make our crew trying to make the it wasn't even San Diego Posse yet at that point. It was just me. And I had a trash ass name back then. Trash ass name. <laughs> Crazy J. What's the J for? I'm a junior. And I I, I was digging deep thinking that some cause <laughs> <laughs> fucking trash ass name, right? Yeah. Oh my lord. So anyway, bro, oh, him. Yeah. What up? But yeah, so Elliot's like, man, I want you to meet somebody, right? So we pull up to this this spot better known as the Ave back in the day. And uh, here comes Lil Boo, right? And I'm like, what's up? He's like, yeah, this is who I want you to meet. I'm like, I know this fool, man. Uh, he's, my, he's my brother's homie. He's like, oh, well, Boo, spit something. So Boo just starts rapping, right? And uh, shit, I think uh, Easy hadn't even dropped his uh, his uh, Easy Does yet. I think they're uh, Boys in the Hood, Dope Man, and all that shit had barely dropped along with them. Like early, bro, early. You know what I'm talking about? So this is like 87. This is like 87. Yes. Yes. The turn of the deck, get close to the turn of the decade or whatever. Yeah. So he spins some, he spins some shit, bro. And I'm listening to him, bro. And I'm hearing, I'm hearing special ed. <laughs> I'm hearing uh, Ice Cube. I'm hearing a little bit of everything, bro. In, in the way he spits and, and his whole his patterns and shit and how how he dropped it and how and and but most importantly, how he was looking at me dead in my eye, like man, I'm doing this shit, like I'm rapping this shit. He wasn't scared. He wasn't timid. None of that shit. And I was like, I was like, that's what's up. I was like, that's what's up. I said, well, shit, I got, I got a cassette. Come over to my little uh, vehicle. And I popped in the tape and I played it. Pretty much it was Queen Latifah's uh, Wrath of My Madness and shit. And I took the part where she wasn't rapping and I looped it. Okay. And, uh, and and he spit it again on that. And I was like, it's a fucking rap. And Sick. that that was that was the day. I want to say it was June 19th. <laughs> I don't remember the day, but. 619. That was, yeah, that was the day it popped off. There you go. So that's the that was the that was the for, beginning and 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 creation of uh, Senegal Posse. Yes, sir. And that was just you. And, that was just you and KID, right? Initially, yep. Okay. And then, yep. how many songs did you guys record at Senegal Posse? Oh man, I'm gonna say over ten, but shit, over twenty. But I maybe I might have like four in my possession, bro. And they sound they sound like if you took a TDK chrome tape and flushed it down the toilet and then found it in the sewer the like, one i heard the one i heard and i don't know if i heard it through you or if i heard it through somebody else from back in the day but that bass was just like way too high and bumping though yeah you could barely hear your guys's voice you could barely hear boo's voice but the bass is like you know what i'm saying yeah you, you might that's you might have got a you might have got a shitty copy because was it was it listen to the kid Bro, I think it might have been, dude. And this was like, this is before Prime Suspect. So I'm Easy. talking, we're talking like 90. 89, 90. That's when you heard it? That's when I heard it. Yeah, we, we were Prime Suspect by, 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 by the time 90 hit, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man. That's when I heard, that's when I heard that. And so when you guys did your recording, it was all at your, at your little, your little pad, or did you have another place that you want to record? A, a lot of the early shit was at GXD's pad right there in Del Sol off Lexi. Okay. And then um, <clears throat> little by little, bro, doing doing concerts and not concerts, I'm sorry, contests like at FanMar and here and there or whatever. We would like meet people and they'd be like, oh, you need to come over here. So we've been out like in East Dago. I forget the, the studio. 
I think Sandman. I think we recorded or we were supposed to record with Sandman at one point. Was that um? What's the name of the DDL? I believe that's what he ended up uh, doing. But yeah. when we we met him, it was just straight up uh, Sandman, big old tall dude with a yeah. trench coat. Yeah, I remember DDL because I did a um, like an audition for them, and then later on when they had DDL Records, um, mm-hmm. we were up in that studio, me and Sancho. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody knew about that downtown studio, but I never set foot in there, man. That was way after. Yeah, I think I'm bouncing so, around on the timeline, but um, yeah, dude, it's just a maybe. bunch of good memories, dog. But but it's good though, man. It's good. It's good. This is this is history, bro. Like people need to understand, like it's not like today where you can go spend six hundred bucks on a on a computer and have everything you need as far as recording software. You spend another 50, 60 bucks off of Amazon, you get a microphone and an interface, mm. you shoot, you know, you record a song, you can buy a song for 25 cents off the internet, you record a song, and then you get your iPhone, you record a video, and you upload it to YouTube or whatever, and it's that easy now. It wasn't easy like that back then. Not not for that kind of quality, hell no. no hell no, it's not. Bro. Right? And, then on top, and on top of that, dog, like, this is San Diego. We were in San Diego. We weren't in LA. We weren't in other those, those big like New York, you know, the big cities. We were in San Diego, and from what I remember in the early '80s, dude, like early '80s, and not I didn't know the San Diego rap group until maybe like '87, '88, right? And it was only one that I knew of, and that was Legion of Doom. But well, you remember? Uh, I remember them. You remember a uh, Vicious V Posse? Mm-mm, no, kick, oh, kick some man. game on that one. Let's well, do it. Kick some I, game. I don't got too much to kick, but but be, before actually when they were uh, blown up, they were signed to MCA Records, bro. Real shit. Look at Google Vicious Beat Pops, and okay. um, and what do you call um, DJ Gill was like their the dude. I don't know that they're Molly Mall. I don't know what he, but he was the dude that motherfucking you know had the keys and stuff. And they had a studio, a real blown, full blown studio right there on Highland and shit across the street from where Tacos El Gordo is right now. Oh and, no uh, shit, huh? Yeah, and, and I, I kind of went through the grapevine about that. So me and the homies had already gained like two or three more dudes in our crew. So I was like, yo, man, we need to go over there and show them our demo. We had already had songs by then. I'd be knocking on the door, sticking my eye through the peephole, you know what I mean? Trying to, and I could see somebody come up and then walk away. And then, mm-hmm. every, like, we were on them, dude, for like a week, bro. We, we were we were, uh, we were adamant about, about getting hurt. And uh, you know, they they weren't they heard us and they they, they weren't feeling it. And, it. and it was cool because like everybody else with that story, they go back and try harder shit like that. But, yeah, bitches be posse, bro. They were they were doing their thing. Oh, so check posse. Yeah, so check this out. So later on, when we're already on, uh, and we got our little record out on vinyl and radio and limousine rides and all that bullshit, we're uh we're at where were we at? Was it it wasn't Club Tronics, but it was one of them. Them clubs right there on a in Bastion Valley or Mission Valley where Galaxy Glen was hosting. I just can't remember. I, Mr. O's. I don't know. Uh, one of them. One of them clubs. Yeah, uh, Mr. O's. It, it's it was right by the Hilton, right? It was it was right alongside the A, bro. If you ran out on the freeway, you get ran over. It's right there by the A. It's right across. It's right across from the mall. Quite possibly. I yeah, quite it had positive. A big old o. It had a big old neon O on it. It was Mr. O's. It might it might have been that fool. I, I don't want to say was for upstairs? sure. Nah, we. I don't believe. I believe it was all street level. Okay, because oh. Mr. O's, I remember that was in, in, in Mission Valley. You had to walk upstairs, and it was on, and it was, it was on the second story part of the building. It yeah, two does. stories in the second story. You know what it is, dude? I'm gonna tell you right now. You know where SDRC is at right now? 
that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's where it was. That was Mr. O's. Yeah, it's like next to Chews and all that shit. Yep. Yeah, I, yep. I'm then for, then for sure that was O's, but then for sure wherever we were performing, that wasn't it because because I remember okay. it was it was on the opposite side of the freeway. It was on the north side of the eight. I just, oh, okay, okay, me- okay. Me- me- memory's failing me. But anyway, dog, we're in there. My whole boy Cooch Nice and shit was our manager at the time. We're in there like 25, 30 deep, easy, bro. And uh, we pull up in there and Vicious Street, we got a show to do there, right? And Vicious B Posse's in there doing their thing. They're handling their business and shit. This was back when, when motherfuckers had the Gumby haircuts and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So, like yeah, so everybody's in there polka dotted out. You know what I'm saying? Not us, but every, you know, the, these cats are in there getting it in, bro, and, and and all and all the San Diego fucking followers are in there getting hyped to their shit or whatever. And then I remember we got on stage, bro, and this I'll just leave it at this, bro. Everybody was like, "What?" Everybody. What songs you guys perform? Uh, I'm not your puppet. This one I was rapping, so it was me and Boo splitting that song. And then uh, he did uh, what did he do? He did listen to the kid. Where's the set now? I think he might have did just a player. I can't recall, but it, it wasn't that big of a, of, a, of a show. It was just like five little songs, and then we got up. But the shit was okay. fun. Bro. All our shows, all our shows, bro, were, were like super duper ill, bro, because we practiced, bro. We always had yeah, yeah. intros. We always had little interludes. We even had a skit once or twice. It was always, it was always some something something different, bro. We never really copied for me our shit. Yeah, for me, that's something that I guess hip-hop nowadays is missing, like these hip-hop records uh-huh. are the interludes. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, yeah. like for me, I, I liked um, Dubsy and the Mad Circle record because they had all those little interludes in there. Ooh. Right? Yeah. That, and I liked... Yeah, for sure. And, and more recently, I liked that I liked that uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Good, uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Yep. Right? Because they had all those interludes in there. Yeah, it, it gives you an experience feel when, when you're listening to... You, you'll want to listen to the whole shit, bro. Like, like Death Feels Certificate. like a story. Like Ice Cube's Death Certificate. Yeah, exactly. Death Certificate too, man. Death bro. Certificate as well. You should smoke a so, fat-ass joint and just listen back in the day. Ooh. Dude, I wrote like three albums to Death Certificate, bro. Real shit. I believe yeah, it. Yeah, dude. I just put that album on. Just put that album on, dog, and I just sit there right. I just write to that to that album. That album was a shit, dude. I remember that one. That was 90, 92. Yeah. yeah you I could, was putting a lot of work on writing. You couldn't go wrong with Q, bro. Nah, not at that time. Not at that time. Um, so let's go back, dude. So you guys were San Diego Posse. Yeah. That was you and the KID. Yeah. Right? At that yeah. point where you DJ see me rock already? No. <laughs> Wait a minute, was I? You were still Crazy J. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, for like, for like one- Crazy J? Hey, dog, on, on, some real, on, on some real shit, I was Crazy J for like one week of STP. And then I shook that name. <laughs> and I remember, I remember, dog, me and that fool came up with our names on the same day. That's, it, the, 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 the words, the, the, the names are visual, because he's K-K-A-Y, but you know, short for K-I-D. And then yep. he, spelled, he spelled I with E-Y-E, and then, you know, D with yep. D-double-E. And so my name, I'm Carlos, yeah. as you know, and shit. So I was like, fuck this crazy J shit, man. I got to come up with something a little more catchy. And uh, bro, you know, ninth grade, I want to rock right now. You know, DJ Easy Rock, right? Mantronics had okay. like, Mantronics had like, who they had? They had a T La Rock and a Boogie Down Productions had Scott La Rock. Scott La Rock. Bro. Yeah. So I've been on some rock shit, bro, in my mind ever since uh, Funny Boy and Bambata had dropped fucking uh, Planet Rock, right? 
So, okay. so yeah, Doug. So I, I've always wanted to have that name, you know, uh, rock the party, rock the crowd, rock the turntables type shit. So I came up with C, C as in as in C for Carlos, but C with your eyes, C me rock, you know, the turntables, the black baby girl over there, whatever, and that's where I came up with the name. Okay. It's okay. Hey, yo, there's, there's, like, there's like five other Simi Rocks now in the United States, man. There's like a chick named Simi Rock in, hey, in Nebraska and shit. It's funny. There's only one Simi Rock I know, homie, that, that, you know what I'm saying? Baby. That has that legacy, dog, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you guys, come, you come up you come up with Simi Rock, he's got, K, he's got the KID. When did the San Diego Posse transition, transition into Prime Suspect? Oh man, I'm gonna. <laughs> why, why? Why did you transition to, to Prime Suspect? Oh man, uh, we basically heard that name and liked it and took it, and, and and that's the scandalous part about the truth. But the truth is, we heard it before, liked it, and jacked it, and and so that was us. End of story. <laughs> it's a dope fucking name, bro. Bottom line, huh? Dope, dope ass <laughs> name. Oh yeah, dude. Still is to this day, bro. You know, I give credit where credit's due. Kind of angel, homie. Love you, bro. Sorry about that, but that we, we did that. You feel me? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So then you guys did your single, right? Or did you do a single? Did you do something before the single got released? We did a gang of shit before the single got released, but it was all just hood shit, you know, cassette copies and whatnot. And then uh, the yeah. fan art con- uh, contest hit the scene. And, uh, and we, okay. we, we, I remember we, that one. I, I was with that one of those. Oh wow, yeah, I, I shit, dude. We were, we, as a spectator, bro. As a spectator, we, not even. We on were, we, we were all young. Crazy. You must have been really young back then. You're like, how many years younger than me? Soup. Oh, um, I'm 45 right yeah, now. So you're five years younger. Damn fool. If I was like 17, so I was like, you were like, I was like 13. Yeah, like 12, 13. Damn. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so so uh, we we were always placing, bro. If if we weren't first or second, we were definitely placing. And um, when it counted, they had like this contest. You know, they were they they were they were showcases at first, and when they became contests, that's when that's when people start coming up the woodworks, bro. And uh, this this is when the homie Big June would pull up. Uh, Black Mike, you'd be out there, man. Uh, Bulldog from 38 yep, was yep. there. I, I saw that. So many one. names that, that if I dare to go down a, a list longer than three people, I'm going to feel like I'm leaving people out. I'm just going to say a lot of people, bro. Green Eyes, you know what I'm saying? Kick some more, kick some more names. Green, Green Eyes was there, bro. Oh, shit, bro. A gang of people. Gangster Earn? Nah. Nah. Hey, bro, re- 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 uh, remember, remember you're conversating with a, with a, with a former Sherman head, so some of the sales are gone, bro. Like, there's shit that I I like to remember. <laughs> I like to remember, but I'm not sure. But or like I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, we started placing yeah, the so. shit, and, and the one that counted and shit, they were like, okay, this the winner of this is going to get X amount of dollars, a limousine ride to here, and you're going to get a, a record deal and all this bullshit, right? So we went in, bro, and, and we took it. And uh, we we met some corny ass dude. He was a white dude. I forget his name, but corny. You guys are gonna be stars. I can see it now. He's like the dude from uh, he's like the dude from uh, Straight Outta Compton, the guy from Priority. Huh? He was like Jerry Heller's left nut, bro. He was he was like off. Oh shit. And he was just offering the world, right? So he introduced us to uh to some people he knew out in um in a uh, Linda Vista. Long story short, long story short, he got shook, and we we stuck with them people that we met. Um, 
And one of them is my good homie, Len C. He's the guy, uh, you know, that produced, you know, 99% of, of the shit from our first little EP and and the album that we were supposed to release but never got released. You know, that that, uh, that other uh, 10% was me with ideas, but didn't have the gear so, or the knowledge how to use the gear. So yeah. he taught me a lot too, bro, as far as sequencing and sampling and, and shit like that. But, <laughs> is he still doing music today or he just like totally out, out of the scene? I would love to tell you, fuck yeah, he still does music because I would have CDs and, and hard drives full of his shit. But as far as I know, I think I think he put it down, you know what I mean? kind of okay. chilled on the production so was he so i have you guys as vinyl okay right i got a lot of vinyl from the early 90s i got green eyes i got you um and i noticed that you guys uh record labels are all kind of it's kind of all the same and that's that new yeah style. it's that boo-boo style so so was Lancy part of New Style or was New Style just that was that dude that you were you were discussing? That dude that I was discussing was in cahoots with some other cat, uh, Dave Rivers. No, I don't know these cats where they're from, none of their history. I really don't. But I know that whoever they're dealing with, they're in New York. That's where that label's from. I, I guess you know, that's where New Style's from. Yeah, yeah, somewhere out there in New York City. So anyways, uh, we, we met up with them. When shit start to fizzle out, we were like, yeah, okay, we're going to pass on all that. And and one of the people they introduced us to, and we stuck with Lenny. One, Le- Lenny's homeboy okay. Lenny's homeboy said, man, screw all them dudes. I'm going to be your manager. And uh, and we our first okay. EP was 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 under him. You know, we, we shook the first dude, stood with Lenny's partner. And then Lenny's partner and us had a falling out. And then we just stuck with Lenny. And uh, the Len okay. C, bro, was always there, man, with some funky shit, yeah, and I see his name on a lot of production, dude. I've seen it like on the Green Eyes record. Yeah. I've seen it on your record. Um, what was the other one? He did a number of shit, bro. Yeah, dude. Like, his name is like big time where people are like, is he still producing, bro? Like, and then I, I don't know, dude. Like, That's I don't Lance know. Um, because I remember coming up, me personally coming up, I would see the tapes and the records, right? Yep. And I would see New Style on it. And I was like, I want to get on fucking new style because these dudes are sick that are on here. Let me, uh, that's that's my goal to get on there. To get, and to get a track produced by fucking Lan C. You know what I'm saying? Just because I didn't know the, I didn't know, I didn't know the story behind it. But now hearing it, it's like, okay, now I, now I can see why that, I didn't see that after that, that, um, that time in, in the 90s where, you know, there was a, a little, I guess you could say a little uh, flood of the new style record label. Hey, and, and honestly, bro, I, that that's probably the primary reason why Lindsey did make that uh that those beats that he did make for uh, for Green Eyes is because we were all dealing with that management, that that label or whatever. But but once that all broke off, you know, uh, everybody went about their business. Uh, Lucky Boy was a uh, Green Eyes's original uh, producer and was his producer as far as I know to to the you know the little run was over. But yeah, man, I was there, bro. I was there when they recorded that shit, bro. Shit was dope. Yeah, man, the savor, savor the flavor, uh, uh, shit. Some, some planet of the to Bob too. All that shit, bro. Oh yeah, I like. Uh, I'm not a battle rapper, so try to battle me. <laughs> that shit's hard, dude. Yeah, Green Eyes. Shout out to Shout Green out Eyes, to man. the big homie Green Eyes, man. That dude, something, else, bro. Real gangster fool.
Yeah, I I I never physically owned that whole that whole uh, album. I have the single, uh, "Struggle Is On," yeah. but I have like digitally, I have like something to bop to. I have "Planet of the Southeast," "Savor for the Flavor." You know what I'm saying? And man, it's like shit, man, that shit is hard, dude. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you guys did your thing with new style, and that song that was what a was that a four four track. Uh, EP it or was uh, it was really just let's see I think three was kind of like with a little intro to go with it. Yeah, because you what, had what a rhyme with the funkiness behind behind the looks, and then at the beginning, and then yeah, the end at the very beginning, with the homie Parks out with that Isaac Hayes, the it Isaac was Curtis, Hayes Curtis Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield, yeah, Curtis Mayfield, yeah. my bad. Damn. And you guys are still. This was all recorded at Skip Skip Sailor Recording still- Studio in Hollywood. You know, I'm talking. Oh, How was that, bro? Was that AC, like? you know what I'm saying? You walk in there, the the floors got their little um, uh, can lighting. You know what I'm saying? That that shit was pimped out back then. So the whole spot is can lit up, AC blowing on you, fridge, shower, little cot to cr- crash on. Futuristic shit for us, bro. We're coming straight out of you know San Diego. We ain't never really experienced nothing like that. People followed us with cameras and shit. It was mixing boards, bro. Like, you know, huge, ridiculous mixing boards. The whole shot, bro. A Hollywood standard studio. And so the... Yeah, so the sound booth was like, was size enough to, to fit a full a, band. A little, huh? about, about the size of my bedroom. About maybe about 10 by 12. Oh, that's about still 10. big, dude. That, that was just a vocal booth. Then they had one, you know, with, with the keyboard, yeah. one with the drums. It was wild. I think they had four, I believe they had three or four... Um, rooms for acoustic treatment and that's what and that's where you guys recorded that yep. ep at yep 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 damn that's sick dude so at that point you thought you guys made it on huh? like this is this is the real we, shit right here you want to you want to know the truth well i think i told you the story but I'll, I'll tell it for the people that might want to hear it we we knew that shit was trash bro we knew it uh we uh so they approached us. This this is how we started to phase out people because we knew they were bullshitting, bro. They gave us a contract, you know, thick ass piece of bunch of paper and shit. Yeah, just sign on the dotted line, buddy. That's when we're still with, still dealing with the goofball dude, right? Sign on the on the dotted line, brother. We're gonna give you guys an advance and blah 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 and all this bullshit, bro. So I said, all right, I'll hang on to this. And they looked at me like, what? I was like, you know, like don't trip, because my mother worked at a place. Shit, I don't know, 15 years. It was ran by some by some some white boys. You know what I'm saying? They they keep lawyers, some successful dudes, right? They got bread and shit. So my mom took it to them. They had their lawyers re- revise it, and then they came back and told my mom. They said, if your son signs this, you know, it's cool, but it's a, it's a fool's contract. There's so many wear out toes and all these technical words. Where essentially, bro, at any given time in the uh, contract, if they just wanted to pull the carpet up under us. We had no real um, way to negate uh, them not doing so and shit. It's just the way they word it, bro. It's like at any time they can they can pull out and not have to compensate us, pay us or nothing like that. That, that it was a full yeah, full contract, bro. And so I, I went back to the homie and I'm like, what, 18 at the time maybe? So the homie's got to be like 15. He's a kid, uh, but but he's a man child, bro. You know, he's got game, bro. He's really wise for his for his age and shit. And I told him, I told him what I'm telling you. And he kind of like, like lowered his head. He's like, 
was like, man, fuck these fools, bro. We, we'll, we'll do this shit on our own. And he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's like, bro, it's like you and I been surfing, you know what I'm saying, at the beach, man. And, and you know, all the bras, all the homies, like, man, you guys are sick, bro. You're fucking ripping it, brother. It's like, we're really good surfers and shit. And then here comes ESPN, you know what I'm saying, with the big cameras. And hi, I'm Chad Phillips with ESPN. Like, all the all the cameras are on us now, right? He's like, he's like, why are we, why are we gonna fuck off this this time when they're looking at us? He said, let's just ride this wave, you know what I'm saying? Literally, ride this wave, and when it's done, hop off. And I was like, you bring up a good point. <laughs> so we we came into it knowing, bro. They're thinking they're juicing us. We already knew, bro. There, there was no way that the shit was gonna uh, prosper based on what the fuck they presented us. So we were like, well, shit, we're, we're, we're going to get our shine on through you fools, and we know we're dipping on you. And that was the plan. That's, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we did. And then you got, so you guys completed, completed it. Completed it. They released it. And record release party. Uh, bro, everywhere we went, bro, and I'm not saying everywhere because I drove my own car, but everywhere we went, if it was a show or a function, these fools, they hired my uh, my homeboy, Sammy Bolo Steel, uh, Minuto, who happens to be a family friend uh, on, my, on my mother's side of the family. And hey, Milho, I guess I'm driving you again. <laughs> he pick us up and we go all around town, bro, in that limousine. Smoking mad trees, getting faded, you know, li- no living, shit, huh? living life. Like, like, like they had hoped we would just be distracted. You know what I'm saying? Having fun, getting that bras, partying. Just get on the stage, goddammit, do your fucking music. But little did they know, we were, we were shining. We were shining, yeah. bro. We ain't pay for none of that shit, bro. I'm talking about unlimited drinks. We brought the trees though and shit, but yeah, bro. Anyway, it was, it was a good experience. We got a got, we got a lot of good, a lot of good times out of it. Yeah. And you made a fucking classic, a classic record, oh, bro. Uh, thank you, man. You know what I'm saying? Especially like, for, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it on, uh, as a perspective of a fan because at that point, I wasn't rapping, mm-hmm. not like seriously. I was writing raps, but the first time I remember, the first time I heard "Behind the Lokes," "Hey Yo Boo," yeah. "Boom, Boom, Boom, Boom." Boom, 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 boom. I was like, holy shit. And then his opening lines, bro. His opening lines. 619, 16. My years, home. My home. Quick place bro. where the wicked roam. Right? Bro. And and I'm 16. Dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, hell yeah. This shit's hard. You see how, how he broke? And we banged the shit out he's of that supposed, He's supposed to make his first eight bars rhyme with the last four bars. He's like, nope, I'm going to split. I'm going to go 619, 16 years. My home, place where the wicked roam, don't rhyme nothing with 16 years, but... That's how he was, bro. He he. No fuck no, it didn't happen. But it didn't happen. Did not, not for him. To. That shit. That shit was a fucking. That shit was a fucking cadence, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? When I heard it and the quality and the booming, my homie, I remember seeing the tape too. The red ass tape. Both you guys fucking by was it the homeboys BMW? BMW. Yeah, right there, LT on Park. <laughs> right. BMW in the dead end on the cell phone on the cellies, you know what Shout I'm saying? Shout out to the it's homie like, Arturo. That's yeah, our homie Arturo, man. That was his beamer. He was like, Man, hey Holmes, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Say, go for it, Holmes. Right there, Holmes. Post up, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're like, good looking, boy. We ain't nobody got a BMW. Good looking. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> that was a classic record. Whether what you know, it doesn't sound like the experience was what you guys had hoped it to be. 
But I'm glad you guys went through with it and made that shit because that's a fucking that's a legendary bro. Record, we, bro. we dove in, we dove you know in saying? with nothing but some hip hop speedos on. We knew exactly what we were doing, man. So I, I, I love, I don't regret any of it, man. It was the no, shit. Fuck no, I wouldn't. So what? At what point did you guys? Ex- well, you said you're possibly you're always rolling with the crew of people. Well, when did you started expanding Prime Suspect outside of? Uh, see me rock and, and he and essentially at that first ep he was still kid right yeah the kid he was he was still the kid no, he was a little boo but, but he what was a little guys... boo but when, when when we started dropping um prime suspect shit it was a little boo when it was stp it was kid okay yeah so when did you guys decide okay let's start bringing him more into the into the photo prime suspect and then when did you when did you guys decide to start working on one way or another hmm well, before all that prime suspect stuff, uh, when we were SDP, we went through a, a couple of changes where it was just me and him, and then it was me, him, Parkstyle, Beche, uh, 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 who else? Uh, T Money, my homeboy Tito. Um, we had a crew, bro. We had a staff, for real, man. But but, but then but then you know then it switch up, and then we go back. It was then it'd be me and me and Boo again. You know, you, you go through mm-hmm. through the the bumps and 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 whatnot, and you kind of like get a feel for what feels uh i don't want to say better but what feels best for for the movement and shit and same thing prime suspect started out just yeah. me and boo and then and then you know park style my brother uh, marcus boom we're back we're back all together you know what i'm saying in unity working on on the uh single you know in support of prime suspect you know what i mean it was, but uh when when we started working on the album that's when we really started to bring in the homies and, and actually have them start to spit and shit and, and get theirs off and uh, the the two that we brought in, and we all formed like Voltron was the homie Park Style and homeboy Lil Nut. And uh, mm-hmm. you'll hear them you'll hear them on the and album if, if you're privy to have the album and listen to it. That that thing never got really released. No. Yeah, that's a I've I've heard. I don't know if I, personally I can't say I've heard that album in its entirety. I'll hook, I'll hook but I heard a big chunk it. of it. I've heard a bit, I've heard I've heard a big chunk of it, and I think it's a bomb ass album. My son, like my son, hey. likes Demon the Nine. He loves that. He loves that fucking song and Concrete Jungle. Yeah, those, because just just even that beat, that beat for Concrete Jungle is sick, dude. Because you element, you put the element, they put the elements of actual zoo animals <laughs> and the street. That's Lance man. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got the you got the elephants and a yeah. horn. That, that fool was, was notorious for just hacking, hacking. Like you'll take the hacking, hacking from Slave and put it in the track, yeah. just like little tidbits here and there, man. He was known for that, bro. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So, you guys, how long did it take you to? to so, one way or another, got completed. How long was that? How long did that take you guys? Because it seemed like for me, there was a little gap in between the EP and that. that oh album yeah, hellified gap. Yeah. Um, like what? Two look, years. We started the album. You know what I mean? With the with the same people, you know. And mm-hmm. somewhere like three quarters of the way, that's that's when we completely uh, broke free, and the only one standing with us was Lancey. To the to mm. the end, bro. To the very end, it's always been us and Lancey as far as Prime Suspect. But that's when we completely broke off, and so now now we're self-contained. And we're not, nobody's 
nobody's paying for nothing in terms of outside people. They're not they're not coming in, uh, claiming to be investing or, or having any kind of interest in it because they're they're squared up now. They're done. They've been dealt with. So it was all yeah, hustling yeah. At this point. The, one, of, one of the homies and shit. Shout out to the homeboy Flock. You know, he came in, stepped in, and, and, and filled in some shoes that needed to be filled. And without saying too much, man, we we all formed together. Sorry, oh, yeah, no, no. Bro. And yeah. it, it was a tight ass squad, bro. And, and then, tight-ass. and so this was self-released. Did it ever officially get put out? Nah. I mean, I, I I took my copies. I went to AC and S and and uh, spin off records and bam bam and and I got off my copies. You know what I mean? The the ones that that I had and shit. But um, nah, never. There was no official release. Didn't get a barcode. Uh, you know, none of that shit, bro. Yeah. Was there? Oh, was there uh, cover art? There was, for that everything at all? was everything was in line, bro. Cover art, some crazy ass cover art. We had this uh, photographer uh, taking us all around different parts of San Diego. Um, you know, taking the shots. Actually, there is, bro. There is for the, for the cassette. I thought. I thought. I'm thinking in terms of like an LP. There is artwork for for the uh, cassette because it dropped on vinyl and uh, it didn't drop. It got per, it got manufactured and reproduced in vinyl and cassette form it just never really officially you know what i mean was a push and a release where did those go a gang man? of them you know through me went went to acns and got sold so whoever bought them bought them but as far as the the remainder the bulk of them you know I, i'm gonna have to say that some of the homies still got it i know my brother my, my brother That's nick crazy, got the, dude. the copy that i gave him unsealed i mean unbroken this is still sealed and shit uh vinyl vinyl or tape yeah, I'm trying to find Damn. a tape, bro. I'm trying to get That's a tape. Dope. But I, I got the whole album on DAT, bro, like from the studio. The, the homeboy Len C gave me the, uh, the DAT tape, so I've got the whole album. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just uh, going to give it some, uh, give, give the homie some time until we both uh, can can say, hey, sure. let's let's do a reissue or, or an official issue and digitally release it, you know? And, hey, let me do this Talk real quick. Me. See me rock. I've never officially I've never officially yep. met Little Boo. I'm a fan of Little Boo. I I I talked to you about the possibility in the future. I hope that he listens to this episode and I would like to get both of you guys on the podcast to tell your story about the music that you guys put out together, you guys' creative processes together, how you guys, you know, work with yeah. this with your crew and how you put that together because your guys is prime suspect story is powerful you know i know from your conversations and i'm not going to get into details of the of the situation because it's not my story to tell a lot of shit (laughs) but i i exactly but it's not my story to tell but i i i would hope that in the near future or when he's ready boo would like to come and, and tell the part of his story that he's willing to tell to empower you know what i'm saying people that are struggling with you know um with life in general because i i I believe boo's got a powerful story and you know like i've told you you guys always got a date set to come and tell this this story about prime suspect because i think it's a a dope ass story like right now you're hearing me just like yeah that that album was legendary and and, you know we're we're barely touching we're barely going to touch a little bit on one way or another but shit dude i remember i heard one way or another before i even met you like I heard that, I heard that one. I heard "Give Me the Nine. I heard um, um, "Drag for Your Ass." 
know what I'm saying? I heard those songs prior to Met You. I never seen, and that's the thing too, I never seen the cover because it was a dub of a dub yeah, so of a dub. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it had like the first EP plus plus some of those songs on there. So I, I want to throw it out there whenever he's ready. Like you guys got a date to come and tell that 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 story. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It, it would be. Um, it would be I just want to throw it out there. Dude. And I'm sure I'm sure we'll, um, we'll chop it up and, and get to it. Hey, um, to to, to, to kind of touch on what sure, you were man. saying about about thank thank you by the way. You know what I'm saying for what you said about that. But I I make music right. I, I do beats and shit. Um, as a side hustle and, and my passion, but what I have to do, bro, in order to be effective, is that I've, I've mastered the art of erasing DJ Simi Rock. I, I really, really stop and try to listen to my beats as like Joe Blow off the street, in order to get to you know, to order to help me, bro, you know, get a get a, a perspective of it, not just because I like it because I made it. Anyways, bro, I'll take that same ear, bro, and I'll listen to the old Prime Suspect shit. This album you're talking about, one way or another, I agree. I agree with you, bro. That shit's mm-hmm. amazing, bro. It's just in, it, it's ahead of its time. It, obviously, it was recorded. It was recorded accidentally. And um, yeah, man, it's, it, it kind of it, it missed its it missed its fucking boat. Uh, I know that. So for this for that album, dog, I'm gonna give you my perspective on one song that. At the time, it was like these these motherfuckers are spitting that real shit because in Concrete Jungle, he talks about the homie getting shot in yeah. the, in Ralph's parking lot. Right? I remember that on the news, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit, that shit that shit is something that really happened in 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 the in the you know what I'm saying in the in the city, and it was like holy shit and then him to just kind of lay it out in the storytelling style that he had it's like shit man like we do live in a concrete jungle we are you know what i'm saying like i said on this on the pat on last week's podcast with my with yeah. the homies from negative behavior like we lived in this crazy ass time of the 90s where not only did you have to find out who mm-hmm. you were as a man but you had other dudes out there trying to test how much of a man you were and a lot of people lost their lives, bro. A lot of people didn't come out of there. You know what I'm saying? And to be in that environment and have songs like that, where my son is listening to it, he's 16 now. My son listens to that song. He's like, hey, did that really happen? I'm like, yeah. 90s were wild, did. bro. And to just, to, they were. And just to hear that story breakdown, dude, that's why I think that that album, the style, your guys' delivery, the intensity, I think that shit was way before its time. Even like, uh, what was it? it? I think it was that album. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's that song where where, where they have you tearing shit uh, up. That's letting off steam. Yeah, yeah, it's off the album, right? So, so that's when I'm like, oh shit, man, these guys, like you guys did it. You guys are doing it. When I met you, remember when I met you, I was like, holy shit, like so. I'm gonna tell this story. Did it. So, fast yeah. forward all this shit. Right, so fast forward all this shit. This is what 2005, 2006 uh, days. I get this message. I put a little page up, my music page or whatever, trying to, you know, what I'm saying, trying to relive the the old days and shit. And I get this message, and I see the message, and it's from a DJ Simi Rock, and I'm like, holy shit, this can't be DJ Simi Rock from Prime Suspect, right? right? right. <laughs> and that's the first thing I asked you. I was like, DJ CB Rock, Prime Suspect, question mark? You're like, yeah. And then what made me like, 
not necessarily shit my pants, but gave me a, like a holy shit moment was when you were like, yeah, day in the life of the GPA, dude, that tape was fucking hard. I was like, what? You heard yeah. that shit, right? And I remember, and I remember when I was recording uh, Hard Times, uh, OG Sanch, shout out to Jeremy, was like, hey, Simi Rock lives over here. DJ Simi Rock lives over here somewhere. I was like, oh, for real? Tell him to do a track for me. Tell him to do a track for me because I wanted that. You know what I'm saying? I wanted that that uh, that magical touch, that history, that cutting. You know what I'm saying? I wanted yeah. that grit. You know what I'm saying? The stars didn't align at that time because you know we, were, you know, things were where they were. But come 2006, that's when I 2005, 2006. I think it was around that time. It might even be earlier than that, bro. It might have been 04. Um, then I start hearing the evolution of DJ See Me Rock, where it's no longer Prime Suspect. You know what I'm saying? Because that's still classic. But then I start hearing what you've been working on, right? And that's what I kind of want. I want to tra- kind of transition to that. So you had, you know, you did this, the the prime suspect thing happen. There's there's probably the little for me. There's a gap where I didn't hear much from you as far as musically. And then 03, 04 hit when we connected, and there's this there's slap got, factory, homie. You know, what I'm saying got, Diego I got, style I got music. To personally, ask you to forgive me for the time lapse, but it's prime suspect for life on mine, but. You know, as far, as far as music, as far as music, you know, being no put doubt. out, yeah, man, it was just, it's, it was, a, there's, 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 there is this period, you know what I'm saying, but it's going to come, but yeah, the music, as far as us collaboratively stopped yeah. for a heartbeat, you feel me, it ain't nothing but some time, that's all, but thank you, man, thank you, bro, I, I, re- I really no never, doubt. ever, no ever gave up, I always, always, bro, love music, I've been doing this shit way before STP, I've been, I've been, I've been fucking up people's eight track tapes and putting cardboard in the tab and recording over and using my using my headphones inside the microphone jack, getting some <laughs> muffled ass recordings and, and press and pause and record since I was a little dude. Hey, youngsters, youngsters don't know about the about having to plug that hole in the tape to be able to oh, record man. on. Our yeah, otherwise you hit record and the, and the the heads wouldn't come down. You'd have to put some stuff some cardboard in there that way it would hold it that the heads would come down to record on the tape. That's some old yep, shit. No doubt. So, so, you know, I think guys like us, bro, whether we're out in the open doing something or we're just uh-huh. being us on everyday life, I don't think Never. music ever leaves us. Never. I don't think it ever does, Doc. Um, I, and I know there was a time for me personally where I stopped listening to music probably for like two years. Just stopped listening oh, to wow. music. I didn't even have a radio, bro. Couldn't do that. And then it was like, okay, my mind is my mind is messing with me. At that point, then it's like, okay, let me start, let me see what's out here. And that's kind of when MySpace for me, MySpace and all that kind of started opening up to like the new generation of San Diego rappers and whatnot. But at the time when I met you, that's when it was Dago yeah. style, right? And that was what you that's what you were pushing. And to hear like when I finally when we finally hooked up when I go to your pad bro and I hear what you're working on I thought it was I, still to this day shout dog out. I think it's amazing shout out I to the homeboy G Money B Slick and my homeboy um, CJ man Dago Style Music that was the that was the camp you know still is you know all day um, yeah you know you, like for me it's still Brown and GPA it's still negative behavior all day homie like you know Baby. that's not gonna change anything um so when did you when did you when did you like just like so you went from the DJ yeah. per se, right? 
But when I met you, you weren't just a DJ anymore to me. You know what I'm saying? You were like on some production yeah. shit. So, uh, so when did that gotta, start? Gotta man? bring up Lynn C, man. I had a the the, the prime suspect uh, thing was put on on pause for a minute. You know, it was a timeout period started. But I didn't, I didn't I wasn't about to give up. And Lynn C was like Lynn C had the T the rolling TR808. The actual drum machine, the TR nine hundred nine. This boy had the had the the Emu SP twelve hundred, bro. A dope ass. Was it? I think it was a Tascam, uh, a four four track. Uh, I believe it was the, the portable one, bro. It, it, it might have been that or the Fast Fastex. I'm not. I don't remember, yep. but uh, all his shit, bro. Mixing board, everything. And uh, I had this Cadillac, and I was like, I was like, yo, man, I'm trying to get off this lag, bro. Um. Like I'm always getting in trouble in it. And he was like, I'll take it from you. And he slid it to me for all that equipment. And so Yes, man. Oh, yes, I was sampling. I was I was making beats and all that old shit. And uh I don't want to fuck the story up, but let's just say um I gave him back his shit. You know what I mean? I needed a car again and I was like, man, I need it, I need to get I need to go to work. So he was cool, we swapped back. And um, but ever since then, bro, I caught the bug. So I, I was a uh, just have like a like a what did I have? I had like fucking Roland MC three hundred three. I went and bought a Guitar Center, little like a Boss six sixty mm-hmm. Doctor Rhythm, little 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 funky little uh, drum machines just to keep my mind from going nuts making beats. But uh, I'm gonna say oh yeah. shit, early two thousands is when I met the homie G from Extreme Records. Shout out to Extreme Records through the homeboy Chop, and uh, and he would be like, "Yo, I need you to, you know, I heard you make beats. Come slide through. I'll pay you whatever." So every time I go, it'd be a process, bro. I gotta bring up gear and gear. I think I had the uh, Yamaha MS, what was it the Cord MS one or Yamaha MS one? Like the kind where you have to all have all the wires and shit, like ten wires just to get a to create sounds mm-hmm. and stuff. I had a Kind of like what reason is now, but exactly. in the actual hardware, huh? And he 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 stopped me like on the third visit. He's like, "Yo, I'm like what up?" He's like, "Why are you bringing all this shit for?" I'm like, "Cause what you talking about? I need it, bro, to make these." He's like, "No, you don't." <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at him like, "Come on, man, like quit fuck with me, like you know what I mean?" I get that enough at work, you know, because I work construction, bro, and that's how people do fuck with each other. Uh, one one day I set tile right, but at the time I was a helper, and these asshole tile setters like, "Hey, bro." I'm like, what's up, man? I'm all, all anxious and shit. They're like, go get me the tile stretcher. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm running dude, down. I'm like, where's the tile stretcher? People are just uh, fucking laughing at me. <laughs> at our at our work, they call it the board stretcher. Dude. We do the same thing. So I thought he was just messing. I, I thought he was just yeah, messing with me, back. but he was like, he's he's like, look, and he pointed at that little uh, synthesizer. He goes, what is that? I go, it's the Wooty Woop synthesizer. He goes. But what makes it make it when it makes it? I go circuitry, all the shit inside. He goes, it's computer, bro. Then we went over to this, to this, to this instrument, that drum machine. He goes, they're all instruments. And uh, he's a fucking genius, bro. I mean, he, he's a computer literate uh, genius, bro. I think he does programming along with music. Eventually, he did his own. So he introduced me, bro, to the world of, of digital, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, workstations and shit so he got me my first computer he built it for me from scratch put it some software and um i always kept you know like like a keyboard for a usb actually no for midi that way i could actually play 
you know what I mean? Mini so I can back, play bass lines and notes and shit. But uh, I know I know how to draw, bro. I, I I can make you a whole album, bro, with a mouse and a and a, and a laptop. I learned I learned I learned the hard way, bro, how to how to yeah. make music before I got this game from this dude. Because because actually actually after I got game from that dude, he told me about the computer, and that's where the editing and all that shit came into play. And ever since then, bro, I, I've been fucking with Reason since 1.0, mm-hmm. and right now I'm on like 11.4. Yeah, that's how, that's how I remember. I, that's the first time I heard of Reason was for you. And my cousin Richie, my cousin Richie yeah. still fucks. That's what he fucks with. Shout out to Lil. Because of you. He still fucks with He buys a new Shout out to Richie Slick. What up, boy? Boy's a beast, man. <laughs> so, between that time and did, what what kind of, what projects did you were you working on? Was it just like, let me just make beats for these guys? Or did you have like actual artists that you continue to work oh, with? Oh, man. I, I'm the prime suspect time. I would say uh, me and G Money. Uh, we're we're doing that always, but um, you know, none really like getting out there being pushed like the way. Let's say, for example, with Black Mike, I got a lot of shit I done with Black Mike and uh, a lot of shit, mm-hmm. a whole lot of shit. South South, what up, boy? A gang of shit, and um, you know, he's he's always pushing his product, so got a lot of shit, a lot of shit done with him. And man, are are you asking me who have I worked with? Ooh, ooh, wee. sure. If you want to lay it out there, all right. Uh, and don't feel bad. For, I know I'm forgetting. I, I, I guarantee you. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I, I guarantee you're trying you. Trying to come out the top. You, yeah, man. Black the top. Let me let me start you off. Let me start you yep. off. GPA, Black Mikey. Uh, the homie Damu. Uh, the homie Ice B. Uh, Damu. Uh, Mitchie, Mitchie Slick was was on that track. Well. So Mitchie Slick. Uh, you know nice. the, the homie from the east, Big June. Man, we we did we did a couple things. Uh, she, uh my homeboy Sancho. <sighs> well, Shout bro, out to San- I, I, Sancho I literally Rally. can go through every hood damn near, if not every letter of the alphabet, and probably name somebody. Uh, Tiny That's Do. Dope. That's dope. Old English, the old English okay. and Shout shit. Out to Tiny uh, Do. My, my relative same oh, stuff. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite song off that album is the do no no no. Oh, the the title track. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where there's a yeah, it's a wham. Noise in there. That that's from Planet that's Rock. Bad. That sample yeah, from dude, Planet Rock. Slow down. That shit is hard. And you know what that song reminds me of, dog? Uh, oh, real shit. Yeah, it reminds me of Clockwork Orange. I don't know why I do like that. The open, you know how you all that yeah. shit reminds me of Clockwork Orange. That's why I like that. That's why I like that track, dog. Because I like that movie. That movie's sick as fuck. But that that song. Yeah, man. Some some about album. the '90s, man. You know, uh, I was doing a lot of um a lot early early '90s. I was doing a lot of experimenting, not only with music but with my mind and shit. So if you hear some trippy trippy shit, it's because I hear it in my head and I just try to capture it. Psychedelic psychedelic shit, you know. Yeah, and that's why, that that's why since we you know, but you mean you and I what recorded like full songs at least three, minimum, yeah. three, but we got like ten incomplete songs that we've been working on over the last like yep. 15, 16 years. Because um, we start one and then you know what I'm saying we're on to the next one. We don't finish that one. We're on to the next one. But that that's why like um, I like your beats, dog. 
I like them because they're they're not that they're not that standard. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that sounds like this. You know what I'm saying? When uh, I hear it, that's like that's a CD rock beat. Same thing with like Vicious, dude. When there's a Steve Vicious beat, I know Steve Vicious. I know I know right off the bat when I hear your tracks, I know that's I know that's yeah, your song. Man. You just you, know you just sparked my memory, man. Um, I've done uh I've done the work with the homie Maniac Marquitos. And um, I met I met him through my homeboy Nufo, aka King Weirdo, man. And, and me and Nufo to this day, man, are still breaking bread, putting down tracks. You know, I gotta I gotta I gotta give him credit, man. No doubt. Gang of people, bro. Nufo. Uh, my my favorite song you guys did together, you and Nufo, was the one your kids ah. sang. <laughs> yeah. That one? Yeah, I know. Come up. I I got that track still, dog. I still got that track on my computer. See. Me rock you wild big baby. Yeah, they were all that shit's hard on me. I liked it because your kids are singing. You have all your kids in there. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit. That's just that's that's uh that shows like you're with this music stuff, but you love your family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and and knowing you all these years, I know you do, dude. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, shout out to, no to all five that. of my kids: Mikey, um, Amy. You know, I'm talking about Willie, Ashley, Little Hope. They're all grown now, man. I think my my, my baby's gonna be 20 in um in april and my oldest will be 30 bro coming up that's that's that's, that's, that's crazy bad. dude and i got two that's grandkids little, little yep little damien and sebastian flies, huh? boys. but yeah man that's the rock that's the rock that's the crazy jay I know. I can't believe that. So no. trash. <laughs> hey, but but getting getting back getting back to little Boo man and, and the, the possibility of getting him up on here so we can uh, talk, man. He's a uh, he's gonna be able to to let you know, bro, when when he speaks that it's it's not on him, it's in him, bro. And all that shit that he rapped about, that wasn't no fabrication, that wasn't no no nothing other than than life experience, bro. And um, that's why I think that album was was captivating the way it was, bro. The music was was off the chain, no doubt. The, the actual recording and the methodology behind that was dope. But this fool, bro, this fool like a like like a damn near Dago slick Rick. Like he can tell you a story, bro. But the but the crazy part is the crazy part is he's telling you his story. You know what I mean? And it's a crazy ass story. That boy's that boy's mm-hmm. with the business, bro. Mm-hmm. He um again, like I said, I only know him through his music. <laughs> And me being a lyricist, and I listen to the beats because I'm a music guy, but I also listen to lyrics, dude. And the way lyrics are put yeah. together and the story that's told, it's not easy to tell it if you ain't been and been been in the middle of it. And it's real, dog. I think that's why um, that album. And I, dude, I, I think I, I don't know if I surprised you, but I don't think you knew that I knew about that album because I was like, oh, dude, what about huh. one way or another? You're like, you're like, how you know about that? I was like, hey, dog, like that shit. And I started naming off songs. You're like, oh shit, you do know it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I that album was is still probably one of my all time favorite Thank albums. You, dog. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's another way around it. Like, if I could find it on vinyl and buy it on vinyl, dog, I'll buy that shit. Right. I don't give a shit how much it costs. If I gotta sell shoes or do singing tele- singing telegrams for the next two years to pay for it i'll do that shit because that's that's a it's a classic album bro yeah man. I, I got the masters bro we need to do some with that shit straight up no doubt dog no doubt we'll have to talk a little bit later after this about yeah. that but um 
I think it, I think that album needs to be heard in its entirety and done it the way you oh, yeah. want it to be done. You know what I'm saying? It's not. I don't see it as a. You know what I'm saying? Trying to promote as something that you guys are still that way. That's just a. That's a historical. Uh, place and time that gives a light of the of the inner city in, in, in San Diego in the mid '90s, dude. About you know what I'm saying about you know coming up in the coming up in the city and how dangerous it was and the shit that we saw you know what i'm saying it's a it's a dope album dude it's a dope album for those that, for those that are listening they have not heard it you're not gonna find it anywhere i believe me i've looked i've looked on youtube i looked everywhere i can't find it but if you in the near future if see me rock and boo decide they're gonna do something with it definitely pick it up and definitely listen to it because it's a it's a it's a Definite classic album, bro. No doubt, no Definitely doubt. a classic yeah. album. So, so, twenty twenty one. We'll see me rock up to music Shit, these um, days. Beefing up my studio, man. I, I just came up on a dope ass uh, keyboard, the, the Chord Chrome. And um, shout out to the only Black Stand for blessing me with it, man. Uh, just always, always upgrading my shit, bro. Getting, getting it right, and um, and honing in on my craft. I'm, I'm really, really, really trying to do this beat making shit. Uh, re- most recently, um, no doubt. No actually, doubt. last night I was, uh, I was in the lab, boy, in uh, at the homeboy spot, uh, messing with Mad One and Conan, man. Remember Mad One, right? From uh, Oh, that's the boy. Yeah, Shout man, out to Mad One and Uno Conan. Uno nueve siete tuda cuatro. Este MD OED go is psycho short. That can. Yeah, me and him, dude. Me and him. So I met him back yeah. in the day when he was with Skyline Records. And I tell, I'll tell the story. I remember it was me, him, and my homie. We were in my homie's car, and my homie was always like, he's not not an instigator, right. but he likes to hear motherfuckers battle rap. That's just a shit. So he'd come up with these, uh, he'd bring people and like, oh yeah, check this out, this dude rap. Hey, he raps too. Hey, let me put this beat on you guys. Hey, your homie? He just, that's just the kind of cat he was, dog. And uh, he was my homie, dude. That's just how he was, bro. Like if he knew two people in, in the same area rap, told me, he'd be like, hey, you know, hey, you rap? Hey, he raps too, check out this beat. He put a beat on it, like, hey, won't you guys bust something? It's almost yeah. like being on Sway, like Sway, dude. Like you're not getting away without busting a freestyle, Sorry. dog. You're not getting away without it, right? And at the time, I think I was, I think I was working on my album, or I had, I think I was working on my album. Oh, so I was like, fucking, yeah. on clockwork, you know what I'm saying? Mad One, you know, Mad One was flossing with his, you know, his little chain and all that. I'm all, let me see what this dude's about. Hey, on some real shit, dog, me and Mad One, we freestyled in my homie's car for a like good 45, 45 minutes, bro. And they got to the point where we weren't battle rapping, dog. We were feeding, we were going off each Just other. Just like, You know, pat, like a passive yeah, mic. Man, that, this shit was fun, dude. That's the bro, man. We, we were chilling yeah, last vibe, night, bro. him and, a, and, a, and Conan, uh, getting in um, a verse that they needed to record for uh, some uh, established uh, rapper that they already buzzed with from the past. I guess it's going to come out. They're going to be dropping that song later. I don't know if they want all their business put out, so I'm going to just not mention who it was and all that, but there's going to be some <laughs> funk shit. Some dope ass shit, bro. Good show. Good show, man. And so, for those listening, do you have like a SoundCloud or YouTube channel or um, Instagram that you want to shout out so they can hear some of your stuff and and, and peep some of what, some of your work that you that you 
have currently done working I mean, if you go to SoundCloud, you present. just type up my name. Uh, it's OG DJ CME ROCK. There's all kinds of shit in there, and there's like, like four different accounts. Nothing really concrete. Like, oh, here, here's this album. Here's that EP. It's just just a bunch of shit that I put up there, man, to get feedback on and shit. So that that'd be excellent for them to check that out. But my my Instagram is slapfact six one nine zero four S L A S L A P P F A K six one nine zero four. And the six one nine. Yeah, yeah. Go for ahead. those of you that are listening, I was gonna say that six one nine zero four, man. Go ahead. Doctor. Is that six one nine mixed with that nine zero four, and that's where you get six one nine zero four embarking at early 2000 yeah that um for those for those for those that are listening last week's episode i had a special instrumental through the show and i gave a shout out yeah. this is dj cb rock that we're talking to right now that supplied the instrumental for that for that, ep- for that well, episode that, that that's um, what you've been bumping this whole podcast excuse me I'm, i got Lisa slid you right show these are the this is the new ones though these, these, these are the new exclusives for your episode um so and just to let you know i got multiple um uh, people uh oh, talking to me about the beat saying that shit was hard dog um i got good i got good feedback they liked it they liked the way that it was um like it was grooving I, uh, the the one one i got was like it's a nice and smooth groove to the to the uh to the setting of the podcast, doc, because it, you know, what I'm saying it didn't overpower the podcast, it didn't take away from it, and just kind of kept it going, dude. So, shout out and thank you for that for uh, last week, bro. I appreciate it. And no shout doubt, out brother, thank you for the you, one man. for this episode as well. well man. All, all, all that, all that, uh, all that guitaring, guitaring you're hearing in the back, that's the homeboy Nufo, man. He, 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 that's why he gives instrumentals that, that feel where you could just slap the instrumental and rap or, or talk over and shit like that. All right, he does all the guitar work for me, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt. So what else, man? What There's else you got on shit, deck, bro. man? It's, it's, it's a whole lot of shit. Um, I bumped into the homeboy Cool One, uh, up out of Southeast, man, through uh, his relative, you know, the homie Black Mike. And so I've been, I've been, I've been recording them. They're, they're, I don't want to give out everybody's business, but you know, they're working, they're cooking up some hot shit. So they, they hired me to go out there and do some recording and shit. Um, who else? There's a, there's this. I'm sure motherfuckers have heard of it, but there's this "Who's Gone Wild" uh, thing that's kind of blowing up or whatever on the internet, and um, you know, I got a got a shot at it, so I got a little production credit on on the uh, album that got released, and uh, there's there's a lot of shit bubbling with that, so yeah. I'm just I'm just being patient, you know what I'm saying? Just waiting, waiting my turn to to get in where I fit in, bro. And that goes that goes that goes with everybody I work with, man. Um, oh, I remember I wanted to mention a, a name when you were talking about who has I, who have I worked with and shit. There was this kid, rest in peace, the homeboy out of Lemon Grove. Uh, he went by Young Smoke. And uh, man, the boy, the, yes, man, the boy was talented, bro. And um, we put out a, a a single, you know, grip of CDs and shit. And that's when uh, Out the Trunk was really heavy, like really, really heavy. And uh, anybody that mm-hmm. knows that name that's listening, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Lemon Grove, uh, you know, way back when, before the, the, the Chill Bills or, or the, all them type cats. Michelle. Michelle. So, 
Uh, the one thing I, I do want to, I do want to, uh, I do want to say, bro, and I, I, I don't know if I told you or you've heard it before, but dude, like your musical legacy, dog, is it's San Diego history in my eyes. Um, because you're one of the OGs. I mean, you put me on, put me up on game today. You know what I'm saying? On names that I had never heard of, but I know that that they weren't either putting it down or big influences in, in the music scene back yeah. in the day. You wouldn't even mention them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just to have you on here telling your story, giving us like a high level view of of your musical career, dog, and not getting into too much, you know, detail um, about other things. I think it's pretty dope, man. Um, and again, like the, I think that you put in the work to be able to reap the benefits of I'm the, loving the technology it, bro. now. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think it's dope. I'm like a kid. Yeah. I think it's dope. Especially when I was at your house that day, dog. Like a fucking kid in candy store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, good looking. Good looking. Hey, um, you, the, uh, the homeboy the homeboy had hit me and he says, yo, he sent me a link, right? And he said, yo, check this out. And the link was to somebody else's Instagram page. And the dude, I think it was Stephen White. He was like, yeah, man, I'm over here at the uh, Museum of Man, and, and they got this special little whoopie wop jump off of like an exhibit about music. And then they got another one within that for local music. And uh, he's like, yo, they got the homies in here, Prime Suspect yeah. and Green Eyes and, and you know, Vicious Epoxy and Legion of Doom and Aztec Tribe. Like as found, founding cats, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. for this side of the, of the, of the, of the map, you know, in San Diego. So... Man, I always held my head high, and I, I never ever, you know, what I'm saying, felt bad about what we did. I was always proud of the shit we did, but I appreciate the sentiment, bro. But no doubt, but it reminds me of like when when they did that at, at the museum. I was like, man, they didn't have to do that shit. So recognition is always cool, and I appreciate it, bro. You know that that's why I wanted to have you come on the show um, for the listeners because. Um, a lot of my, a lot of the listeners of the show think of me as one of those you got the pioneers and foundationals, right? But you've heard my interviews, bro. Like, I, I, I go back farther before me because there's a certain time in, you know, what I'm saying in in my life where I wasn't in the game like that. I was listening to you guys. I was listening to Prime Suspect. I was listening to Green Eyes and Big June and and Legion of Doom and What's you know, what I'm saying boy? so. Shit, you, you speaking to be able to tell that story. You speaking like like you rapping. I'm 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 ready to, to tell- get you in the in the booth and hear some more rapping, bro. Let's 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 reminisce. Let's reminisce, but let's get it in. Let's recreate. Bro, we can, we I'm gotta, ready we, to go. You know what I'm talking about? No, we, we you know we got like we got we got like three songs. The, that one song I want to finish with you though. Remember I hit you up. Oh, when yeah. I sent you that Shaka Khan. That Shaka Khan song. I'm like, hey, did you get that? Did you get that song? Yeah. She's like, no, but I'm gonna have to talk to Rufus. <laughs> me and Rufus got we, me and Rufus got something to talk about. We definitely gotta we definitely gotta finish that one, Doc. Talking about that that deep that, that deep one. Like, yeah, I remember that. Uh, a sentimental one. That day you were at the pad, bro, yep. and that's all we played that day when you were at the pad, remember? And you're like, dude, like this shit is like it's it's fucking deep. Like, I don't talk about that shit, right? I don't talk about um, that situation in my life too much. And to be able to put it on, on on a musical format, dude, that took a lot for me to do that. And then 
when I listen to it, it's like, bro, oh shit, give me chills, and, bro. And it's still, and it's you know still fresh, man. It's like an I, outer I body. I bump experience. a lot of stuff, man, just just to like listen to it and yeah. kind of you know retro, especially look at what I'm doing and make sure I'm, I'm trying to improve or whatever. But bro, like, I heard that shit about a month ago. The shit is still fresh. It's an, it's gonna be a while for it, it starts yeah. to feel dated, man. The way you spit that shit, Ew. yeah, no doubt. And you know, like over the, since since we've started working together, since we've known each other, like dog, like it's been all love from the get go, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, we've kicked it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we've hung out. We've worked on projects together. Like we remember when we did oh, that, yeah, clothing, for the uh, that clothing line with Damu. Yeah, for that MMA clothing line, remember that shit? I, <laughs> um, and you know, like, hey, check this out. This is what I'm working on, and you know, what I'm saying it's just it's all love, dog. And I appreciate your friendship, first and foremost, dude. But yeah, dude, I'm I'm down, dog. Like, it's just you know, trying to find time in our schedules because you're a busy guy. I'm a busy guy, but we gotta definitely like just set some time aside, bro. Yeah, and, and, it's a it's a twenty seven. I would say slide through right now, but it's already approaching. Mimi time. No, no. Yeah, no doubt. I still gotta I still gotta edit this for tonight. So you wanna shout anybody out, dog? Now yeah, man, uh, shout let me out see. Shout anybody. out to my brothers Vic and Nick. My brother Vic goes by DJ Jams with a Z. You know what I'm saying? He, he he's doing his thing. My brother Nick, man. He's a soldier and shit, man. He's holding his shit down. Shout out moms, all my kids, like I did earlier. Uh, every single solitary last one of my homies. I love y'all, man. Uh, it's it's Dago to the wheels fall off. You know, I appreciate you uh, with, with the call and the interview. I don't, I never just shit like this, bro. Like, you know, it's like the first one in 20 some odd years. No doubt. And you know what I'm saying? It ain't the last one. Yeah, we, we, we. That's you right. Know what I'm saying, hey man, I, I listened oh, to that one with, uh, with uh, your last uh, podcast with uh, Shadow and Double M and and Brown. That you guys, you guys, you guys that was dope. But just to, just listening to you fools like talk and laugh and reminisce, shit, this is dope, bro. For people to connect, celebrate. And then you know what? There was so <laughs> much. There was so much stuff. Yeah. Talking about oh yeah, no doubt. It's not show shit. Um, you should, the text message, our, our text messages, dude, like, um, we're trying to, we're trying to get shit going, dog, like, uh, on some real, dog, we're trying to get, you know, just at least a song done, and that's the hardest part, just getting a song done, because everybody's got their, yeah. you know, got their project, like, shot yeah. a bunch of projects, you know, Brown's got his, his, his job, I got my job, you know what I'm saying, so it's, it's just, yeah, shout out to Scato, man, that, that's, that's one that cool shit. individual, man, hey, the part, the part that had me busting up is when that fool was like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, me and Brown came up on some boogie boards. Them my first block. Them my first like twenty miles to the people came back with a full body tan, probably. <laughs> the, the dopest, the, you know that the dopest part about like that story, dog, is that you get to hear. Yeah, we're here about just celebrating life like and memory, people. memory, remembering shit. You know, it's dope. Right. I don't know if you did. You catch was it on a different podcast? Brown by himself. Uh, I, I didn't. I think I've only listened yeah, to one, and then a partial of a of so one with just you and ALR. I think pretty much just chopping. Yeah. So I, I, we did one with Brown, Damn. and I've known Brown for almost thirty years, dog. 
Well, yeah, about 30 years. And to hear his, because he's he's a uh, he's from Nicaragua, and to hear his uh-huh. story about how he got from Nicaragua to the United States. When we interviewed him, he told that story. That was the first time I ever heard how that do you, story. How, how, how did it go? Amazing story. You know what I'm saying? It puts it. In, oh shit, bro! It took like a month kinda, to get here. Far. You got all travel. You got all far, Huh? Yeah, so they had to go from Nicaragua. They had to they had to get into Mexico, and then they had to get into the United. They had to travel all the way up to Mex all through Mexico, and then get um and then get across the border legally. Or so they were getting across shit. multiple borders, dude. The 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 coyote. Also smuggling shit, dog. Because this is they were they were they, Simone. They were trying to you know they're on on political asylum, dog. They were trying to get out of because you know the country was was war torn. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about this is the about, 80s, dude. Like. So to hear that story, that's some, contra- that's some fucking uh, Iran struggle right there, bro. You know what I'm saying? To hear that, it's like my respect level for dude. We we went even higher because it's like that's that history that people need to understand. They only they only see the man hey, now, man. but they don't know what it took for him to get so here. Don't kill you. You know what I'm saying? Don't. And for you too, like you know. For you too, dog. Like, I mean, pe- people know your music, but they gotta hear who you are, dog, as a person and what you, what you done. Man, I'm, 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 I'm about to hit my my fifties, uh, bro. But I, I got the fucking hunger of you know what I'm saying a twenty-seven year old, and I know, bro, and I love the town, but bro, I know that there's so much more ground to cover, and that's why I've been staying on this shit, bro. Uh, I don't want, I don't want to brag and pull out my cat to try to no flash, but I just got some shit in the making. You know what I'm saying? Some real shit going down. <laughs> But uh, I've been I've been advised to just you know kind of keep shit out of the wraps. I don't want to blow up everybody's thing, bro. But I'm definitely making moves with it. So yeah, yeah, no doubt for sure. And if there's anything I could do for you, dog, like I'm yeah. here, you know that it's all love. Um, That's right, baby girl's gonna make that phone call too, bro. man. I appreciate that, man. You know what I'm saying? Try to try to, try to get that try to get that lined up. Cool, no doubt, no doubt. Hope that goes, man. All right, man. So, with that note, let's go ahead and end it tonight, man. DJ Simi Rock, thank, thank you, you for being part of the ALRGPA podcast. Um, it's been a pleasure just to hear the stories because you know you and I chop it up, but usually we got our focus on something else. But to be able to hear, you know, glimpses of stories and yeah. hearing about the original names and you know what I'm saying, like it, it, it uh, it's deepened my respect for you even more today, bro. Because I, because you know I. I I hear about hey, the come up versus the product. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I wanted to point out, bro, you you're you're fucking a, you're a great uh interviewer because I had planned coming into this. I was like, man, I'm a, I'm gonna switch it on this whole somewhere in the in the in the podcast. I'm gonna get that I'm gonna turn on him, start asking him questions. And you wouldn't let me get a chance, man. You just you 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 you, you know what you're doing, bro. And and I think this shit's gonna be dope. Continue doing your part. Well, one day you could. One day, now that you set up oh, on your shit, you huh? do your own podcast. Now, gonna interview me. I'm with it. No doubt, I'll show you how to do it. Fuck show. With your resources, dog, that'll be dope. Slap feather. Slap factory. Fucking shit, podcast. I'll be bored sometimes. We got to get Earl <laughs> the Merle to uh, to have his own podcast, bro. Y'all, hey, if anybody's watching this and it has not been on his page, you need to check out Earl DeMurro on his page. He's 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 a little abrasive, you know. Saying his his thoughts and his words may be different than what you're used to, but it's what's on here, partner. <laughs> it's.
It's it's Earl. Your there mother's contemplating serving me her pearl. Nothing nice. It's nothing nice. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't gonna say it twice. Earl the pearl. Like I said, I, I'd be bored for him. Hey man, um, <laughs> shit, love you, boy. Uh, God bless you and the family, man. And we're gonna, we definitely gotta link up and start doing some more music, man. That's real shit, bro. For show man. For show man. So once again, thank you again for being on the show, man. And with that, it's the GPA rest, interview. Rest in peace, Cut Father Rock. Rest Catch in peace, Cut Father. I gotta get to that. The, listen to the. Yes, rest in peace to Cut Father. Yeah. Definitely, rest in peace to Cut Father. Another legend, man. Um, rest easy, player. Deserves. And with that, we out. That's it. Easy.